you and I both know, Dave, this is a relationship game. Long-term relationships make sense. Right now, what I'm seeing in the marketplace is a lot of guys who are, going, who are getting into the same space you've been in for a long time. To the extent that they can get in with a, a good relationship like you have with your realtors. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success. With your host, Ron Phillips. Because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Oh, we're going live, buddy. We're live. It says we're on, bro. Nice. Well, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. I know this is a live Facebook. We don't usually do this on my podcast, but Dave, this is pretty cool. Happy to have you on the show, man. And pretty cool to be streaming live on Facebook. I don't do this ever, dude. Have you ever seen this? <laughs> I don't think I've ever done a Facebook live. Well, I do too many Facebook lives, so I'm, I feel right at home. No guitar today. This straight up. This is going to be fun, actually. I don't know that I've done. I did a show on lawsuit on realtors a, a little while back, but yes. um, guys, let me let me introduce Dave. Dave and I have been friends for oh my gosh, Dave, what eight years? Eight, eight, eight six? Eight yeah, we met through the Collective Genius Mastermind back in I think 2015, maybe. Right? Yeah, man, it's it's been a while anyway. Whatever whatever it was, it's been it's been many years, and we became fast friends. Dave and I have done business together. He is in Cleveland and Columbus, right? You do both cities? No, just Columbus, and we do in Cincinnati and Dayton. We we got some rentals down there, and we do some flips down there. But Ohio, you know, guy runs an awesome you know rehab. He's holding a lot of properties, which obviously, you know, we love on this show, right? Dave, this show, we are the get real show. So we, we get real about everything. We're about ready to get real about realtors today. Yeah, Dave and I were having a conversation the other day and it was on Facebook. Dave always posts these, you should follow him on Facebook. He posts these controversial posts all the time. <laughs> Stir crap up on online. Stir the pot. I don't remember exactly what it said. It was something about is 6% too much, right? Is 6% too much to pay a realtor in this market? And that got a lot of traction. Yeah. Some people said yes. Some people said no. So that's what we're talking about. So Dave, you posted it. What were you thinking when you posted it, man? <laughs> what was I thinking? Well, Other than I'm going to stir the pot today. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much what it is. I try to get <laughs> as much action as I can. So it's clickbait. I'm not going to you know, pretend it's not. And before we kind of get into both sides of the coin of the realtor argument, I do work with realtors here in our local market and we do pay them generous commission because they pull their weight. They do a great job. I want to start with that. Not all two, two realtors aren't created equal, right? You know, the work ethic is what you pay for and people that we work with here in Columbus, they do a great job. So just wanted to give them a shout out right there. But the question is 6%, is it too much? I mean, look at other countries. I'm looking at an old Wall Street Journal article right now. In Argentina, they pay 5%. Australia is 2%. You know, Canada is 3%. China is 2%. You didn't really bring up China and Argentina. I know. We got, we're talking China today. We're talking <laughs> everything. No. But, you know, Hong Kong, 2%. Malaysia, 2%. So why, I mean, it's very generous. Here in the United States, we pay the 6% and the market's so hot. I mean, it could be, be argued that these properties really sell themselves. Somebody was online recently and they were kind of complaining. They're like, oh, I got a buyer and we're looking at these new builds and the builder only wants to pay us a flat fee of like $4,500. It's a $450,000 house, right? So it's like around 1%. And I commented, 
you should be grateful for $4,500. They don't need you to bring them buyers with the interest rates as low as they are right now. Everyone's a buyer, right? I mean, a builder could just build a fleet of houses and put a sign out and buyers are going to walk in and, and buy the product, right? So that's the argument is, is it worth it to pay a realtor in today's real estate climate of artificially low interest rates and everyone's a buyer these days? The demand is through the roof. So let me play devil's advocate here since I am a real estate broker. And I should start out by saying the opposite of what Dave said, which is that 80 to 90% of real estate brokers and agents are worthless in all markets. They really don't do a very good job. You should never pay anyone anything for their ability to install a sign in a yard. Fair enough. That said, devil's advocate says, okay, so the market's hot. When the market shifts, then and it is not so hot, and the top 20% of the top 20% of realtors still have their buyers, should we then charge 10% because now you do need us or what? What do you think, Dave? When the coin flips, then should we stick it to the sellers? Like I feel that that statement sticks it to the realtors. Yeah, you're right. In today's market, you need somebody to list it on the MLS. Maybe not even that. In most market, the market is so hot, you could literally probably stick a sign in the yard yourself and sell it. So when the market turns, should we do the same thing as realtors? I think by charging more, I think even 6%, it's going to be hard to compete with large firms like iBuyers and stuff like that. They're already doing it. You know, the flat fee listings and stuff like that. I think, you know, we're talking about the hypothetical if, you know, when the market turns, things always change, right? But I don't think that we're going to see major changes for a long time with the interest rates as low as everything's derived from the interest rates right now. They're like historically lowest ever. Yeah. I mean, I think if, you know, if and when things change, more supply begins hitting the market, the market softens, whenever that is, it's going to be hard to charge more than 6%. I think 6% is going to be a tough sale because there's so many outlets for people to sell their home online. You can sell it with Zillow, flat fee listing. And if somebody wants to charge more than 6%, there's always a realtor who's willing to basically do it for less. That's and the that's free market. And come back to value, I think, which is exactly what you said up front, right? So what value do you bring to the table? And I think it's fair to say that majority of the sellers who will be in the market when the market shifts will also be the top. Fair, safe to say, Dave? Sure. Anybody who's in the business who makes it through a downturn or a correction are the top sellers, right? You, you know, know, as well as I do, Ron, people are successful, you know, no matter what's going on. The cream always rises to the top. I don't think it's just realtors that should be worried about losing market share to large firms in Silicon Valley and Wall Street and in other giant conglomerates. I think title companies need to be worried. The, the mom and pop title companies even like blockchain technology, I'm not a big fan of cryptocurrency. However, the blockchain technology, I think is going to peek its head in, into title, title work and things like that to where, you know, why are you paying all this money in closing costs and title fees and, and whatnot? The brick and mortar, you know, mom and pop title companies, I think should feel threatened because there's big companies coming out here now that are willing to do this for less. Lenders and mortgage brokers, right? Rocket Mortgage is a perfect example, publicly traded. You can download the Rocket Mortgage app right now and refinance your house, right? 
So I think as things change and the future goes on, I think a lot of people should feel threatened, realtors specifically, because that's a huge margin, Ron. 6% is massive, right? 6% is a huge margin. And believe it that Wall Street, Silicon Valley, these giant firms, venture capital, you know, they're coming for, coming after that 6%. That's my point. I, I 100% agree, actually, with that comment. I also agree that tech will change, is already changing, but will dramatically change the way brokerages are right now. Going back to that lawsuit, it's only a matter of time before someone sues and wins against the National Association of Realtors, local real estate boards. It's only a matter of time because I actually, I, I am a real estate broker, but I disagree with strongly with how some of the real estate brokerage structure is. I think that I think that suggesting that buyers and sellers have a side and both of them are paid by the seller is ridiculous. I think that the monopoly on fees for the past many decades is psychotic. I do think that sellers and realtors and buyers for that matter, all should be able to negotiate whatever fee is uh, commiserate with whatever the value is that they bring to the table. I 100% agree with all of that. In addition, I agree that high tech is going to crush the way the brokerages are currently. It's already happening. It is so difficult to run a brokerage and make it profitable these days, especially if you are one of the you know kick butt brokerages that actually spends money on advertising, actually does something, right? You got to figure what I think what most people don't know, Dave, is that most realtors don't make very much money, probably 80% because the average is around $42,000 a year for realtors. Most people think that the 6% goes to the, to the agent. It doesn't, right? There's usually another agent involved. It's usually split. It's three and three. Then you have brokerage fees on top of that. And these realtors are paying their own overhead costs. So the, the entire structure makes it so that you have to charge more commission in order to survive. The top 20% are like 100,000, 150,000. And it's only the top 20% of the top 20% that make like half a million or that make really, really good money. And those guys usually have teams that they're paying for as well. It's crazy how it's structured and it's all regulated. I think that the regulations are going to come down. Um, I, th I think that things are going to open up. And I think you're going to see, just like you said, blockchain technology is going to transform this thing. I 100% agree with you on all fronts. And we're making moves right now to adjust. Because I think if you're a real estate agent or broker and you're not, you're crazy. You know who I love, Ron? And we come from the same world of like the real estate investment side. And you've sat in all the same meetings I have. And you know, hats off to all my wholesaler friends out there. The wholesalers got it down. I love the wholesalers who are out there just banging the phones. We are, we got an acquisitions team. We got four full-time cold callers, Ron. We got, you know, we're doing the texting and the, you know, we're, we're blowing up people's phones. We're, we market more than Ignacio from Front Sight, okay? I mean, we're... we're <laughs> no. Nobody. <laughs> no one. Okay. Let me give that real quick context. Ron and I went shooting at the front sight handgun training in Parnum, Nevada, right? Which is and like the middle of nowhere, Nevada. Yes. And we got on this guy's list, the guy who runs the front sight operation, Ignacio. And I'm not kidding. 
three calls a day. I mean, they just hammer you to <laughs> So we, we have a running joke, but hats off to the wholesalers out there. And I think where I could add value, I really want to add value is help realtors get on that level of marketing. You're going to need it, right? You're going to need yep. to be good at marketing because after, you know, the, the friends and family referrals kind of go away, like you got to be able to get out, get out there and get after it. So I would like to help, you know, kind of realtors get on the up and up when it comes to the marketing. I think it's very important. And we come from a marketing background, just from the residential real estate investment side. But I think realtors, they need to kind of step their game up a little bit, you know, when it comes to the marketing aspect, cold calling, you know, I don't know how you're going to be able to compete. We've been in the same meetings as well, where we we actually have had the opportunity to look at the numbers from these uh, from some of these iBuyers because some of the guys in those iBuyers are now out and they've shared some of the data with us. Man, like none of them make any money. So yeah, you can squeeze someone, you can compress the commissions, you can compress the market, but you can only do it so far until you have to actually start making some money. I think it was either you or Boatwright or somebody posted the other day that, you know, these iBuyers, they've got to start making money at some point because the VC money is going to bail. At some point, you have to turn a profit, right? It's cool to have a whole bunch of people on your platform. It's cool to sell billions of dollars worth of real estate. But if I sold billions of dollars of real estate and lost millions and millions of dollars in the process, that doesn't work. Only way that works is if people continue to give you money to support your addiction to, I don't know, whatever you call it, your tech addiction, right? At some point, there's going to be like a balancing out effect here. There has to be, man. And I agree, 6% is probably too high for most things. I don't think it's too high for those cheap freaking crappy houses that people sell. But for a $450,000 house, maybe, right? For a $5 million apartment building, sure. But man, there's got to be a floor there. And there also has to be a leveling out because, man, these guys can't keep losing money. They can't keep buying houses above market or barely below market in an up market and think that they're going to come out smelling like a rose. You don't do that. None of our friends do that. And there's good reason why we don't do that. So wh where do you think these guys are going to come out in the wash? How is it that those guys come out smelling like a rose when their whole portfolio is overpriced at some point when the market levels or corrects, they're going to have a whole bunch of overpriced assets. Are they not? In our market. So, you know, and we've been to IMN and we've seen all the big hedge funds speak, American Homes for Rent, Invitation Homes, all of them, you know, and they will buy anything that they can, you know, that they can get below replacement cost. So that's kind of how the funds look at it. And they have dirt cheap money. So they're not paying too much in our market. I mean, we're basically selling them properties retail that need work. So, I mean, they will so they pay are paying too much. Well, I think, I mean, but the, the way they look at it is they're still buying it below replacement costs. So, I mean, it's, it is the market's the market, you know? So um, uh, let me throw something out there and let's just see if it sticks, right? You buy a property in somewhere where there's older homes, right? How many infill lots there are people building brand new houses where they can actually get brand new retail house pricing that's not in the burbs, it's just a house, right? On an infill lot in kind of an older C-class neighborhood. These guys are buying those as well. They're buying them from replacement cost, but you and I both know there isn't a replacement cost. You can't compare that because no one is building in there. It doesn't make any sense to build there because you can't get that much money for that. I mean- 
anything they will pay what they pay because they have basically free money you know okay. it's, it's and, like, and there it is dude so i i yeah. think at some point there has to be a level like at some point it's like walmart back in the day when i was a kid this was probably before you were born because you're a young and that young look i'm getting great too you're getting, i know yeah so back in the day walmart came into little towns like mine they crushed these look little local mom and pop grocery stores and things like sure. that. They, they killed them. Same with Home well, Depot with hardware stores. Yeah. And then at some point, the prices, Walmart had to raise their prices because they weren't making money doing that. You can't, can't do that for too long. You can try to drive all your competition out of the market. But what happened? Now we have all of these grocery stores that have popped up and they're competing just fine with Walmart, right? That has to happen. And in today's world where technology is so fast, I think that correction happens really quickly. I don't think it takes that long. Those guys, I believe, are going to run out of money. People are going to stop giving them money at some point. And then we'll see what happens. During that time, though, you and I know that the real estate broker and agent market is going to change. Same thing with the wholesalers, right? You have to control marketing in order to control the market. So realtors, if you're listening, you actually do have to do what Dave's saying. You have to be able to provide value. And what's value as a realtor? It's buyers. You have to have people who can buy the product. And you and I both know, Dave, this is a relationship game. Long-term relationships make sense. Right now, what I'm seeing in the marketplace is a lot of guys who are, going, who are getting into the same space you've been in for a long time because they can see the writing on the wall. To the extent that they can get in with a, a good relationship like you have with your realtors or local market where they know how to market, they know how to get buyers. Then when the market turns and it's harder to produce buyers than it is to produce inventory, you've already got a relationship with a hard charger that can make it happen. You've got to become that per person. You have to produce the value now so that you have the relationship long term. I mean, anything, they will pay what they pay because they have basically free money. You know, okay. it's, it's and, like, and there it is, dude. So I, I yeah. think at some point there has to be a, a level, like at some point, it's like, it's like Walmart. Back in the day when I was a kid, this was probably before you were born because you're a youngin. That young, look, I'm getting great too. You're getting, I know, yeah. So back in the day, Walmart came into little towns like mine. They crushed these look, little local mom and pop grocery stores and things like sure. that. They, they killed them. Same with Home well, Depot with hardware stores. Yeah. And then at some point, the prices, Walmart had to raise their prices because they weren't making money doing that. You can't, can't do that for too long. You can try to drive all your competition out of the market. But what happened? Now we have all of these grocery stores that have popped up and they're competing just fine with Walmart, right? That has to happen. And in today's world where technology is so fast, I think that correction happens really quickly. I don't think it takes that long. Those guys, I believe, are going to run out of money. So people are going to stop giving them money at some point. And then we'll see what happens. During that time, though, you and I know that the real estate broker and agent market is going to change. Same thing with the wholesalers, right? You have to control marketing in order to control the market. So realtors, if you're listening, you actually do have to do what Dave's saying. You have to be able to provide value. And what's value as a realtor? It's buyers. You have to have people who can buy the product. And you and, you and I both know, Dave, this is a relationship game. Long-term relationships make sense. Right now, what I'm seeing in the marketplace is a lot of guys who are, going, who are getting into the same space you've been in for a long time because they can see the writing on the wall. To the extent that they can, they can get in with a, a good relationship like you have with your realtors, your local market, where they know how to market, 
They know how to get buyers. Then when the market turns and it's harder to produce buyers than it is to produce inventory, you've already got a relationship with a hard charger that can make it happen. You've got to become that per person. You have to produce the value now so that you have the relationship long-term. Let me share something with you. So we we were talking about you know these venture capital startups in Silicon Valley, and then they go public, but they're not profitable. Like 18% of the companies traded on the New York Stock Exchange are not profitable. They don't make money, right? They, I'm waiting for something to happen. Everything is overpriced right now, Ron. Everything, the houses, precious metals, stocks. I mean, stock. the price of stocks right now because of the interest rates, everything's derived from low interest rates in the Fed, right? So you could cut the price of stocks in half and they're still overpriced based on price to earnings ratio, right? Yeah, based so, on actual fundamentals. Actual fundamentals, right? So uh, it's, I don't know what's going to happen, but check this out. Like DoorDash, I was posting about recently in like Airbnb, they went public. And this is exactly how these real estate companies, Open Door, Redfin, Zillow, uh, we can go down the list, but basically they start with venture capital out in Silicon Valley and then they take the company public, but they're not profitable. And then people come in and buy shares of the company. The venture capital investors get all their money back. So they're out, they're out of it. And then, you know, the public actually gets caught holding the bag, right? It's, it's really actually ludicrous if you ask me. And I want for the people, I'm for the, for the realtors. I'm for, you know, the mom and pops because we are mom and pop people, yep. right? Like we are the yep. people, we are the public. So my advice, any real estate broker or agent out there is to be better, right? Just get better because one thing that the big Silicon Valley companies will never be able to do is have the boots on the ground that we do as local operators, right? We're like the Navy SEALs. They could have this big giant army, but you hear it about it all the time. So you send in 12 Navy SEALs and they take out 150 people, right? Yep. So that's what we need to do is just be experts in our local market and, and then we will win. I 100% agree with that, dude. And I think this is a really good segue into like, let's, let's talk really quickly because both of us at this end of the year, every single year, well, we do it quarterly too, but annually, big time, we sit down and we look at the next year and we plan the thing all the way out, right? you know, speaking of Navy SEALs, that's what they do. They, they game thing before they get there so that they've got all, all of the avenues, everything is laid out so that they have the best chance of, of coming back alive, right? They, they win, they come back a lot. Without that, I think even the Navy SEALs would probably have a lot more losses, right? You have to be able to plan and execute your plan. Um, end of the year, man, what do you suggest that Realtors or anybody else who's running a business right now do here. We've got what two weeks left uh, mm -hmm. of, of 2020 before we roll into the next year. So the first thing that I'm very cognizant of at the end of any year is the team. So we have a team of, you know, cold callers and people doing marketing and whatnot, and it's keeping the team motivated. So what we don't want to seep into the organization is the attitude of like, oh, it's the end of the year. Let's all just kind of, you know, <laughs> take it easy and whatnot, because we've got to set up, you know, appointments and contracts and whatnot leading into 2021, right? Um, so the first thing that I'm very aware of is just keeping the team motivated and engaged. And then we just did this on Friday. So it's a great time to talk about this. RJ, myself, our operations manager and our acquisitions manager sat down and we set real life goals and what we're going to need. It's all really drive. It's all about marketing. It's all about 
uh, contracts. And right now it's all about refinancing, right? Um, getting the cheapest capital on the street. So, I mean, we do plan it out. Um, and a lot of it just has to do with knowing your numbers, right? Knowing your KPIs and having your data, you know, it's, it sounds so, you know, um, like boring or whatever, you know, like, uh, knowing your numbers and whatnot, there's nothing more important when you're running a business than to know your numbers. We are extremely lean. We know what our break-even point is, and we set some pretty aggressive goals for 2021. So it, it really starts with the end in mind. It starts with kind of the revenue and what the marketing is going to take to get the revenue. But then we look at the team and we really try to get as detailed as possible as far as roles and responsibilities, because everybody's always under evaluation. You know, we want the best, we want to level up. So it kind of starts with the goals and then it gets into the people and the roles and responsibilities and who's going to be responsible for what. And that's kind of what we do. Yeah. And I think it's really important what you said, you know, you, you've already done it. It's already done for next year, right? So many people wait until January and then you know, second week of January, they've, they've basically already done nothing. And, you know, they wonder why their year doesn't go well. Well, everybody that I know who's in business, you, you if you don't set up January, January is going to suck, which means if you start in January, you're not really starting until February. I mean, not, nothing's really going to happen. You may be doing things in January, but revenue is halted, which screws up your February because you're running on money. You missed 30 days, right? You, you missed money. And didn't miss the thing that I think most business owners don't understand is if you miss money today, you didn't really miss money today. You missed money at the end of the year, which is compounded, which is the really big money. That's the money that you actually missed. Really too bad. I think that at the end of the year, right, important to get everybody on the same page, figure out which seats are on your bus, put the right people in the seats, and then start driving before the first. So you actually don't miss any time. It's really, really critical. And that goes for everything else in your life, not just business, right? It's, it's everything. You and I both are big into health, right? It's, it's, it's your health, it's your spiritual self, it's your family, it's your relations. Everything gets done now for next year. Because if you don't, nothing's going to happen when the year turns. Nothing. Goals change too, you know, as we get older, family, you know, RJ just had a baby, you know, he's got a little two month year old. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. So goals change, people change, business changes, interest rates change, markets change, you know, so you could do your very best to plan. But I think, you know, it, it comes down to people, man. I mean, everything is a people business. And now it goes back to the realtor thing. Like, it really does come come down to, to people, relationships. Human capital is by far the, the most valuable asset, right? More than houses, more than stocks, more than anything. Relationships are number one. And I want to keep the relationships within our organization nice and tight. Make sure nobody's complacent, right? And get to know your people's goals as well, because it's not all about just you, you know? And when your people know that you genuinely do care, you know, we just had this conversation with Eric Brewer, you know, the production is going to be higher and it just makes it a better place to work, you know? But yeah, man, human capital by far is number one and understanding our goals for the company, but also our personal goals, our relationship goals, and then knowing the goals of your team. It's kind of what we're up to. Well, man, I appreciate having you on. It's been fun to be, I don't know if this is my first Facebook Live or my second. I'm not <laughs> really sure. But either way, I appreciate time you took with me and the podcast. I think this subject is really, really good. And I think that if anybody heard this today and they're thinking, I'm not a realtor, so I don't need to pay attention, you really missed the point. 
point is the whole world is changing. And if you are not changing, and if you're not thinking many, many steps ahead, you're going to get left behind. You're going to get squashed in the business world. And so everybody out there, follow Dave. Dave's a stud. He and RJ do a lot of business. They're really good business people. And most importantly, they're big givers, which is important in my world anyway. Huge givers, big charitable givers, and just, you know, givers of time and information. Uh, appreciate having you on, man. And uh, love you, bro. Here's to an excellent 2021. Absolutely. To anyone listening out there, know your life matters. You are loved. You have a voice. Don't be afraid to use it, no matter what side of politics, all the stuff that you know divides us. Put all that behind us. At the end of the day, we are all in this thing together. I mean that. And thanks for having me, bro. Okay. And because this is actually a podcast episode, we appreciate you guys liking and subscribing. You can go to getrealestatesuccess.com. You can find more content like this and other people who are excellent at business telling you about business and life and real estate and how they all three intersect. Getrealestatesuccess.com. Dave, appreciate you, brother. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Talk to you soon. Merry Christmas. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to GetRealEstateSuccess.com.